Welcome back to South Florida Sunday. Sharina with you. And today I'm joined by Dr. Waldo, who is a cardiologist with the Palm Beach Health Network Physicians Group. Today we're going to talk a little bit about holiday stress and cardiovascular care. Thank you so much for joining me, doctor. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And let's kind of start this off with talking about chest pains. Why shouldn't it be downplayed or ignored? Chest pain should not be downplayed or ignored because chest pain could be a pain that's generated from the heart. Mm -hmm. And the heart can be very unforgiving. For example, if the chest pain is caused by a heart attack, then that's not to be ignored. Right. Of course, we know that that can be fatal. Absolutely. And like, what are the common symptoms of like angina? And uh, how can someone distinguish if it's like normal stress or indigestion or, you know, something that really, really needs to be taken care of? That's a very good question because chest pain is a a general term. Um, That means pain or discomfort coming from anywhere across the precordium. That's basically from the chest, that's from the lower neck, going all the way down to the lower rib. Angina is a specific type of chest pain which is generated from the heart that Mm -hmm. occurs when there is a blocked artery or when the heart is not getting sufficient amount of blood. So if somebody has chest pain, that can have a, a variety of etiologies, such as it could be just a musculoskeletal chest pain, like say somebody um, has an injury, but it's different if it's a pain coming from the heart, because that could be a heart attack. And that's the type of pain that we call angina when it's generated from the heart. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know the difference. Okay. Um, so what age group would you say should pay most attention to this? As we age more, um, then we should certainly pay more attention to um, chest pain. Let's say, for example, an 18-year-old person is less likely to have chest pain coming from the heart, which is classified as angina, as opposed to somebody who is, say, 50, 60, or 70 years old. The older person will certainly be more at risk for angina and a heart attack. So they should certainly be more concerned than the younger uh, population. And what about the holidays? Can holiday season stress kind of uh, contribute to you having chest pains? Yes, that's actually a very interesting question. Um, The holiday season, though it's a festive season that's filled with laughter and joy, Mm -hmm. um, there's also the other side to it. There's the added financial stress, you know, the stress to purchase gifts. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, the industrial stress to meet company goals towards the end of the year. Um, There's sometimes the stress of throwing the big house party or hosting family um, and so forth. And for that reason, the, the holiday can bring on a lot of stress which can eventually lead to chest pain. When the body is stressed, it may release catecholamines and cortisol and so forth um, that can rev up the body. It's like you're revving up the engine. Mm. It could raise blood pressure, raise heart rate. And so people tend to feel a lot of anxiety and they may also feel chest discomfort and shortness of breath. So yes, stress from the holiday can most definitely bring on symptoms of chest pain. And do you find yourself treating more patients during like the holiday season versus, you know, maybe a summer month or something like that? Or is it kind of like across the board? I do find myself treating more people with chest pain um, during the holiday season for more than one reason. 
One is that we're down here in the sunny South Florida and, you know, we have a lot of snowbirds come in. All right. <laughs> so the population is certainly increased down here during the, the holiday season. That's number one. And number two is the fact that not only that our population is increasing, but the elderly population is also significantly increasing compared to the younger population because most snowbirds are actually the elderly and they're more at risk to experiencing pain from the heart, which is angina, or just overall pain um, from the chest, not related to the heart, which may be related to things like anxiety and GERD and so forth. Also, the colder weather can frequently leads to pressure on the heart, things like mm. vasospasm, which is tightening of the heart, muscles and the heart arteries, which can also lead to chest pain. So yes, in the colder season, we tend to see a lot more patients Oh, that's really interesting. Are there other like specific risk factors that can lead to chest pains? Definitely. High blood pressure, especially if it's uncontrolled. Oh, right. Yeah. Diabetes. Diabetics are more likely to have angina than people who are non-diabetic. Smoking significantly increases the risk of a heart attack mm. and increases the risk of getting chest pain from angina. Advanced age is another one. Things like excessive alcohol consumption and um, drug use. And also there are some risk factors that are actually non-reversible. And these are things like genetics. You're just born in a family where a lot of people tend to get heart attacks, so you're more likely to get heart attacks. Mm -hmm. And um, things like advanced age, which you can't reverse. And also, an interesting one is gender. Men hmm. are more likely to have heart attack and angina more than women. Really? Um, yes. That's <laughs> really interesting. Definitely. I feel like uh, women stress out a little bit more. So that's really interesting that men are more like at risk for that. Yes, because, you know, the other the thing about that, too, is women, their risk increase more in the postmenopausal period. So the hormones generated during the premenopausal um, period seem to be protective. So mm. they're more protected until the menopausal state when their risk um, goes up. That's really interesting. Definitely learned something new there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why would you say it's critical for individuals experiencing chest pain to seek immediate medical attention? That's a good question. With uh, modern medicine these days, a lot of heart attacks can be treated. So if someone is experiencing angina, which is pain coming from the heart, the sooner they seek medical attention, the quicker we can come down to the etiology of their chest pain and formulate a treatment plan. People who get treatment quicker are more likely to have a better outcome than those who seek treatment later or not at all. So what would you say the risk of like delaying treatment for symptoms would be, especially if you have angina? Of course, you know, like death is possible, but are there other things that could happen to you if you delay treatment? Yes, uh, definitely. If someone is experiencing angina and they don't seek treatment early, it can lead to a heart attack. A heart attack can lead to things like heart failure, which is a weak heart. So people become short of breath uh, mm -hmm. very frequently and are unable to complete their task. It would lead to things like clots in the heart. It could lead to things like cardiac arrhythmias that can cause you to pass out, um, syncopize, you, know, you lose consciousness. Mm. And it can cause other things such as even um, kidney failure and so forth. 
yeah, they definitely want to get that treated right away. Speaking yeah. of treatment, though, uh, which diagnosis tests do cardiologists conduct to kind of identify if you have angina or if it's like something else? There are a lot of different tests that um, we can order, the first of which is usually an electrocardiogram. This is a test that measures the electrical activity of the heart. Mm -hmm. It's done in most um, cardiologist offices. It can also be done in the, the emergency room. It measures the electrical activity of the heart, and it can also tell us if somebody has already had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Another wow. test is a echocardiogram the same thing we call a sonogram. Mm -hmm. And this is essentially the, the test that we use to look at a baby while the baby is in the, the uterus, except at, uh, in this situation, we're actually looking at the heart. This shows us the heart walls, the heart structure. It shows us all the heart valves to see how well the heart is, um, is functioning, how well the heart's performing its, its duty. And we can also do other tests such as a stress test. Mm. A stress test is very important because in this particular test, we can do things like get somebody on a treadmill, get their heart rate up, get them exerting, um, and see how well their heart can function under stress. And for those who cannot exercise, we have medicines that we can use to simulate exercise while we check their heart to ensure that their heart arteries are open and their heart is getting enough blood. And uh, the the most invasive of all these tests is the heart catheterization, which is an mm. angiogram. Yeah. And in this, we're able to take a, a deep, detailed, um, close look at all the heart arteries individually to um, be 100% sure that they're all open. And if not, through this same small, minimally invasive procedure, we can actually put stents in to open up arteries. So when someone comes in, though, for like, you know, angina or they think they have angina, um, you don't just go right to that main test. You you go to like. No, we don't. OK, yes, it's a process of elimination. Basic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. We go very basic with just our electrocardiogram and our stress test. Um, and sometimes we add the 2D echocardiogram to it. And if needs be, then we move on further. How can individuals maintain a heart healthy habit um, during the holiday and beyond? That's a very good question. You know, the holidays is filled with um, lots of nutritious foods, with <laughs> sweets, with treats and so forth. Yes. So that's, that's frequently a very difficult um, one to do. But I usually recommend getting um, routine exercises in early in the day so that later on in the evening, we don't have to feel guilty when we partake in, um, in the different festivities that um, people have, especially when there's family members in town. You oh, know, yeah. you're always going to want to spend some time with that special loved one that, you know, that came in town for the holiday. So I usually recommend getting the exercise regimen out of the way early in the morning. Also, one thing to do to avoid overeating or eating too many calories is to pop out that salad just before a meal. <laughs> so you have that nice small salad so you right. get it in before the meal just so that you know you're already approaching the meal half full. Yeah, exactly. So, so you don't end up taking too much of the high calorie foods. Also, you know, plenty of fluid. And all of this, again, I recommend to start doing early in the day because um, later on in the evening, there's so many other delightful drinks and juice. Right. You may not necessarily want to do water. But if you take in the vast majority of your water early in the day, then in the late evening or late afternoon, 
you know, if you even have some drinks with calories, then you're less likely to overdo it. Wow, that is all really great advice. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Mm-hmm. Waldo, for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, how can our listeners get more information about uh, cardiovascular care and, you know, possibly set up an appointment uh, with your office? We have a, an office number. Individuals can call us at uh, 561-407-0611. Again, that's 567 we have an office receptionist and secretary who is exceptionally responsive, and they'll be happy to set up individuals um, to be evaluated. Okay, that is awesome. And you are on staff at uh, Good Samaritan Medical Center? Yes, uh, we're on staff at um, Good Samaritan Medical Center and also at Palm Beach Gardens Medical Center. We have an office um, located outside the hospital in both areas, and um, we're actively seeing patients there currently. Okay, well, thank you so much, Dr. Waldo. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.